Good evening and welcome to Quotes Today by Live Law. This is your host Urvashi Chahan bringing you the latest updates on the legal front. This is your go-to source for all things legal. Let us start. Starting with a brief on the Aligarh Muslim University minority status matter. As you know, a seven-judge bench of the Supreme Court is dealing with a challenge to a 2006 decision of the Allahabad High Court, which held that though AMU was established by a minority community, it was never administered or claimed to be administered by the same and thus cannot be considered as a minority institution. The minority status of AMU was originally dealt with in the case of S. Aziz Basha versus Union of India in 1967, which had held that AMU was not founded or managed by the Muslim minority and does not qualify as a minority institution. Senior advocate Rajiv Dhawan continued with his arguments in the matter today. He read relevant paragraphs from the judgment in the TMA Pi Foundation case to establish that the Basha judgment was no longer a good law. Further, senior advocate Kapil Sibyl requested the bench to see the AMU Act as a pre-constitution act and test and interpret it in terms of Article 30. He argued that there were several judgments after the Basha judgment which give the true meaning of Article 30 and accordingly it is to be determined whether the judgment was rightly decided or not. He also said that there is a clear separation between the ideas of establishment and recognition. Recognition is about being part of the community's workforce, while establishment focuses on ensuring that people from the community can join the workforce. Establishment, he said, is a tool for empowerment and not a means to undermine the idea of creating a minority institution. The arguments in the matter will resume tomorrow. You can stay connected with Live Law. The Supreme Court today came down heavily on the officers of Gujarat police who took a man into custody, ignoring the interim anticipatory bail granted to him by the apex court. The court did not spare the magistrate also who remanded the petitioner. The court was hearing a contempt petition filed by one Tushar Bhai Rajnikanth Bhai Shah against the officials for arresting and remanding him in violation of the interim order passed by the Supreme Court. The petitioner, who was named as an accused in an FIR for the offence of cheating, approached the Supreme Court after the Gujarat High Court denied him bail. On 8th December, while issuing notice on his petition, the court granted him interim anticipatory bail with the condition that he should continue to cooperate with the investigation. Despite this, he was served with a notice on 12th December directing him to remain present before the magistrate in response to the police's custody application. The magistrate subsequently granted a four-day remand to police custody. During his time in police custody, he claimed to have been threatened and physically assaulted. The bench comprising Justices B.R. Gawai and Sandeep Mehta expressed great dissatisfaction with the conduct of the police and the magistrate and issued contempt notices. Additional Solicitor General S.V. Raju offered unconditional apology saying that the officers committed a blunder but the bench was not moved. The Supreme Court today adjourned the hearing of the petition filed by former JNU scholar Umar Khalid seeking bail in the Delhi riots larger conspiracy case. 
Khalid has been in jail as an under trial in the case since September 2020 in the UAPA case over the alleged larger conspiracy behind the Delhi riots of February 2020. There have been multiple adjournments in the matter previously. Khalid's lawyer, senior advocate Kapil Sibyl, today requested for adjournment as he was engaged in the constitution bench hearing. The Delhi police also sought time, citing the unavailability of additional Solicitor General S. V. Raju. The bench comprising Justices Bilat M. Trivedi and Pankaj Mittal was initially reluctant to adjourn the matter. Justice Mittal expressed concern, stating that there was an impression that the court was not addressing the matter. But after persistent efforts by Sibyl and other lawyers, the bench agreed to post it on 24th January, recording that both the petitioner and the union requested time. However, the bench made it clear that no additional adjournments would be allowed. <clears throat> The Allahabad High Court has directed the Uttar Pradesh government to submit an affidavit specifying the measures implemented by the state authorities to curb the open sale of acid across the state. A bench of Acting Chief Justice Manoj Kumar Gupta and Justice Kshitij Shalendra sought the details while hearing a PIL plea filed by six law students seeking a ban on the open sale of acid in Uttar Pradesh. In 2014, the Supreme Court in Lakshmi versus Union of India and others had laid down certain guidelines to prevent acid attacks. It had directed the Secretary of the Ministry of Home Affairs and Ministry of Health and Family Welfare to take up the matter with the state governments and union territories to ensure that an appropriate notification is issued banning sale of acid across the counter. The petitioners here submitted that during their internship, they conducted a survey to find out whether the guidelines were being followed or not. And they found that they were able to purchase acid from the shopkeepers over the counter. The plea also submits that the shopkeepers were not found maintaining any log register containing the address of the person to whom the acid was sold. They also said that they had also not asked for the IDs of the petitioners at the time of the sale of acid bottles to them. The court, while issuing notice, requested details on acid attack cases recorded by the state police over the past five years. The matter has now been posted for hearing on 23rd January. Stay tuned with us. The Himachal Pradesh High Court has issued a contempt notice to the Vice Chancellor of the National Law University, Shimla. This action stems from the Vice-Chancellor's intentional non-compliance with the court order instructing her to address a student's representation. The student sought permission to reappear and retake the supplementary examination for a paper related to the second semester with the aim of clearing the backlog paper during the regular exams of the third year. The student's plea was disposed of with a direction to the VC to sympathetically consider his case within a period of two days. Soon after, the registrar rejected his representation, prompting the student to file an execution petition before the High Court. Justice Ajay Mohan Goyal expressed astonishment at the Vice-Chancellor's decision to delegate the student's representation to the university registrar despite court's explicit direction for herself to decide on the same. The VC in her affidavit said that the power was delegated due to her personal unavailability. Unconvinced, 
the court issued notice to the VC to furnish an explanation by the next date of hearing as to why contempt proceedings be not initiated against her for willful disobedience of the court order. The matter has been listed again on 11th March for further consideration. In another update, the Karnataka High Court has struck down the expression if women found in Section 6 of the Indian Military Nursing Services Ordinance of 1943 as unconstitutional. By this expression, 100% recruitment was reserved for women in the cadre of nursing officers. A single judge bench of Justice Anant Ramnath Hegde partly allowed the plea to strike down Section 6 of the ordinance. It said that women are justifiably considered to be a separate class under the constitution. However, it does not mean that there can be 100% reservations in employment for women to the exclusion of all others when the classification is solely based on the sex without having any rational nexus to the object sought to be achieved. The court observed that the impugned ordinance, initially a colonial law, was adopted post-independence. It noted that during the Second World War, an urgent need to recruit nurses arose due to male nursing officers being deployed on the battlefield. However, the court emphasized that the emergency situation from 1943 no longer existed and eight decades had passed since then. The court found no current ground to justify 100% reservation for women in military nursing establishments as there was no evidence indicating women's reluctance to join as was the case in 1940s. The Delhi High Court Division Bench comprising Justice Suresh Kumar Kaith and Justice Shailendra Kaur has sentenced a lawyer to six months in jail with fine after finding him guilty of contempt of court. This was for making scandalous imputations against judges of the High Court as well as district courts in a criminal appeal filed by the lawyer on behalf of a rape survivor. The court emphasized that making certain statements in judicial pleadings, especially as an officer of the court, was a grave matter. The court asserted that it is the responsibility of the courts of justice to address such actions firmly as failing to do so could lead to harmful consequences. The bench did give an opportunity to the lawyer to seek an apology in respect of the contemptuous allegations made by him in the criminal appeal. However, he replied in negative. He stated that he stands by the allegations he has made against the judges and alleged that they were favoring the accused persons openly. The appeal filed by the lawyer was listed before the single judge in 2022 who had observed that though judiciary is not immune from criticism, such criticism cannot be based on distorted facts or gross misrepresentation of material averments to intentionally lower its dignity and respect. The Delhi High Court today directed journalist and YouTuber Sham Meera Singh to take down a video made by him on Dera Sacha Sauda Chief Ram Rahim Singh from all social media platforms. Justice Jasmeet Singh passed the order while deciding an application seeking ad interim injunction in the defamation suit moved by Ram Rahim. Ram Rahim initiated the lawsuit asserting that the narration and contents of the video posted on Singh's YouTube channel were prima facie misleading and inherently defamatory. Ram Rahim expressed concern that the video was uploaded with the intention of subjecting him to a media trial and prematurely declaring him guilty in the public eye before the appeals are decided by the court. 
Sham Mira Singh's counsel said that the entire video was either quoting contents from the trial court's judgment or contents of the book written by Anurag Tripathi. Holding that the video seems to be prima facie defamatory, the court ordered Singh to remove the video from all social media platforms within 24 hours. The court, however, granted liberty to the journalist to upload a new video with a disclaimer that its contents were quoted from the trial court judgment on Rahim's conviction and the book titled by Dera Sacha Soda and Gurmeet Ram Rahim, written by Anurag Tripathi. And lastly, the Himachal Pradesh State Consumer Disputes Redressal Commission has allowed an appeal by the State Bank of India against the complainant who alleged unauthorized withdrawals of 4 lakh rupees from his savings bank account. The complainant held a savings bank account with SBI with a balance of 9,76,000. After withdrawing 10,000 rupees from an ATM, he observed that the displayed balance was only 5,86,000. Subsequently, scrutiny of his bank statement revealed unauthorized withdrawals totaling to 4 lakh rupees. These withdrawals occurred within a span of eight days in June 2017. As these withdrawals were made without his knowledge or consent, he made several communications with the bank but did not receive any satisfactory response. Feeling aggrieved, he filed a consumer complaint. The district commission allowed the complaint and held the SBI liable for deficiency in service. Dissatisfied, the SBI then filed an appeal before the state commission. Allowing the appeal, the State Commission has now held that since the ATM card remained in the complainant's custody, it was his responsibility to use it cautiously and not share the secret PIN with anyone else. Moreover, the State Commission noted that there existed no record indicating that the complainant promptly lodged a police complaint or filed an FIR and that the disputed transactions lacked documented evidence. Thank you for watching. If you wish to know more details about the cases I mentioned here, you can visit our website at www.livelaw.in. Stay ahead with quick legal updates only on Live Law. Do not forget to like, share and subscribe and support us. You can also support us by donating through the thanks button at the bottom of our videos or consider becoming a member at just 89 rupees per month.